Welcome to another Consults Over Coffee. I'm Dr. Michael Jones, and I'm joined today by Dana Frostick, who is a longtime RBA resident and artist. And are you the director of ArtSpace at this point? What's uh, your title? My, my current title at ArtSpace is treasurer. Um, so I've been uh, treasurer now for, I guess this will be the end of my first two-year term. Right now, I'm on a lot of committees as well, so I'm I'm very active. I, I seem to be like a director, but that's just because I'm <laughs> I got my fingers in everything. You're the person that everyone comes to look for when something's not working. Right. Exactly. For folks who don't know about ArtSpace, can you just kind of give us kind of a quick thumbnail about what ArtSpace is all yeah, about? Yeah. Um, well, so ArtSpace is uh, we've met our 32nd anniversary as a nonprofit gallery in the Richmond area. And I think the only one that's older than ours as a, as a nonprofit is 1708. Um, then what we do basically is uh, focus on exhibitions of artists uh, from the Richmond area, regional, and um, further out, even beyond that. But we do like to focus on the, the region of Virginia and Richmond, and we provide a professional level gallery exhibitions with opening receptions and um, through the years, we've also had a pretty vital performance series, which we're hoping to bring back uh, pretty soon. And, and so you guys, for a long time, have been over in Manchester, right? Yes, we were in the Plant Zero Art Center from 2004, so we had 16 years there, and it was a really good run. That was actually the longest period that we were in any of our locations, so it was, it was quite an experience. So where are you guys? You guys are maybe heading out a little further west at this point, or north? So we're, uh, I can't say specifically till we get a signed lease, but we are looking further up along the Forest Hill uh, out yeah, west direction. Okay. And um, we're, we're hoping to have a lease signed within the next month um, with the goal to, if that works, we will hopefully be in a new space by, um, by the end of spring or very early summer. How's the, the pandemic impacted you guys? Uh, it, that's been a huge impact. Um, last year, our, our biggest fundraiser, which was the Within Reach auction, uh, which last year we renamed it Streaming, um, ironically became streaming only uh, because <laughs> two days before our event, the uh, city of Richmond was closed down by the mayor due to the COVID. And so we kind of pivoted to uh, an online-only auction, and uh, ever since then we were closed for several months, and then we were able to reopen in smaller numbers. Uh, we couldn't have our opening receptions. Um, so, so basically we've been just kind of limping along, and we had a lot of exhibitors that we had lined up um, either went with strictly an online exhibition um, and we have a few people that we've held over that we'll be rescheduling once we get a new space. But we just decided that at, at, at the point where everybody had been accommodated one way or the other that was already scheduled, that um, this is probably the best time to find a new location. We've just had some, some issues with parking and stuff like that at Plant Zero through the years that we just felt like we could find a better space, better fit. Yeah, that would be good. So you guys, at the time, were also offering workshops and, and some classes, is that right? Uh, those those happened periodically, but there wasn't any kind of a, a formalized program. So as we're moving into our new location, our, our membership at this point has uh, 
renamed our outreach committee is now our programming and partnerships committee and we are going to be focusing very strongly on developing workshops and educational um, opportunities for students and, and adults as well and we are um, hoping to get a grant together uh, from with the partnering with the U-turn and the collaboratory which is where our our temporary office is now located. So that, that would, because you primarily, I guess, had focused mainly on sort of up-and-coming professional artists. Yeah, all levels, actually. I mean, yeah. we, we had quite a few artists uh, who had their first shows there. Right. Um, but we've had a lot of artists who are at, um, you know, even beyond their, their pinnacle of exhibition. And um, so it's a great variety. And... Of course, through the years, we, we've developed uh, two kind of uh, noteworthy uh, events that we rotated on a year biennial event. We had the Think Small Miniature Exhibition, which started in the year 2000, and um, we just had our 10th one. So hoping we can get back to the 11th one shortly, and the other, uh, and that was an international event where we invited artists to create art within three inches or smaller. The other one that we do, which is really well known, is Radius 250, which is a biennial that's open to artists within 250 miles of Richmond. And we select a juror to review the work and then exhibit that work. And it's, it's a 250 miles excludes New York City. So basically we wanted to get like a, a look at what's going on beyond New York. They've got plenty of opportunities. So, right. right. Yeah, kind of mid-Atlantic. Mm -hmm. Mid-Atlantic area. Yeah, right. about New York. You know, my interest in all of this is, is as a physician, I, I, I look at people right now who are way out of their routine, stuck at home, financial pressures mounting, maybe out of work. Kids are home all the time, driving them nuts. You know, they're, they're folks that are carrying around a lot of stress and a lot of emotional baggage. And, and the arts are a great way to help relieve some of that or work through some of that, whether as a patron or, or as someone who just sits down with a piece of paper and a pencil and, and has at it. And that's, are, are, there, are there places, are there ways for people to reach out, someone who says, hey, I would really like to learn how to try my hand at drawing or try my hand at watercolors or I mean where what what's available in the area there's there's a, a lot of existing uh, workshops I, I would recommend uh, the visual art center which is on Main Street they have a lot they have a history of uh, really good classes I know the VMFA offers art classes as well so look into that. And, and we're talking about, I know specifically the VMFA does have uh, child-aged type events as well, or workshop. And then other than that, you're going to, you would want to look for um, maybe go to Artworks or Crossroads and check to see if any of the studio artists are offering classes. Um, those would be my primary suggestions right now as ArtSpace develops its own programming. Um, so, and hopefully we will have something in the coming months to offer to the environment. If, if, what's been your experience? I mean, does this, obviously you've been doing this a long time, but does this help you work through stuff? Yeah, you know, I think arts kind of kept me sane through the years. 
Um, uh, I'm kind of high strung and uh, <laughs> the idea that I can sit down and uh, focus on a piece of art I've learned that putting pressure on myself to make a great piece of art basically brings about the exact opposite response. <laughs> and so I've kind of developed a, a way of art uh, where I, I try my best to kind of get out of the way of the creation. I try to uh, use as little mental control over what's created as possible. And, and then as it develops, it seems to... I don't know, the freedom of just my being able to let the drawing and the painting come seems to bring me more satisfaction in the final version. Um, so Rather than I am going to create... This. Right. And this doesn't look the way I want it, you know, or this does, but, you know, it, it's... I see so many different things in my elaborate doodles, and when I've gotten to the point where... I don't see any other place that needs to be addressed, then I know it's done, and, and I'll look and I'll look, and I see these stories, right? I see things going on that I never intended for them to be there initially. This one I did about the uh, COVID and the wildfires is an exception, because typically I don't work that way. <laughs> it's really interesting to me because um, I'll see things and I'll give a title that kind of reflects what I see, but people that look at the work don't necessarily see the same thing. They see what they bring to the piece. And I think that's important because, um, you know, uh, artwork is a subjective experience and everybody experiences it based on what their past experiences are. They bring this themselves and, and to the viewer. And the moment. Right. So for my art, it allows people to really fully use that um, and not feel like they're in competition with what I want them to see. For me, writing and playing music are just, it's powerful therapy. Pulled myself back from some pretty, pretty ugly places yeah. by just kind of sitting down and, and either journaling, writing a short story, yeah. working on a particular melody or something. Just, but it just, and again, it works best when I'm not trying to, like, okay, I'm going to write story X about this and that but it just kind of comes out right and you get out of the way of that and just sort of let that happen but yeah through the years i've i've offered um individually myself i've offered workshops to all different ages um you know from from children up to seniors and uh they all uh basically i kind of say okay just start with the gesture right and then let's let's look at the gesture and kind of define some areas, right? Just make them a little bit brighter. And we're using Sharpie, right? Because like life, you can't erase it. You just should add to it, you know? So that's what my art is. You can only keep adding. And, um, and then I say, well, look, you know, think of some patterns that you like and fill in some of these areas that you've defined and kind of alternate them. And now just put some color down, you know? And add some color here and a little color there and this process which is so it's so loose there's very few rules but it allows people to relax with the art and kind of not get in their own way right and and then they're creating something and it it gives this them them a feeling of um success and empowerment you know and that they've actually created something that's beautiful and nobody's judging them for the quality or the value um, I remember when I was a kid, and I mean, I've always done art. I've always, 
when I was six years old, I said, okay, I want to be an artist when I get older, you know, never changed. And I know most people do change, but I never did. But I do remember at one point being in school and being in art classes and thinking, well, what do I want to do? What, what am I going to create? And that was such a frustrating thing. It's like, well, how am I going to pull something out of the air and make this? And I think the idea of this elaborate doodle process really does free you from that idea and that you can actually create something that's beautiful, even if it's just beautiful to yourself. It doesn't matter. That's really the one person that it should matter to, right? Yeah. It's just that you made something. It doesn't have to be shown to other people necessarily. No, it, it doesn't. And you can show it to yourself or just experience the relief that, it, that, that you experience when you're creating. Because when you're creating art, you're not really thinking about all your other problems. You're just focused on the process, which is, is very meditative. And it's, a, yeah, I enjoy it a lot. It just, like I said, it, it keeps me from being too crazy. And I think there is, I think there's a, I mean, there's a lot of literature that, that supports the idea of, of, of art therapy, mm -hmm. whether written word, painting, drawing, music, it, it doesn't, I don't think that, I don't think the, I don't think the form matters as much as the process and the attempt. And, oh, I agree, absolutely. And, and I don't think, you know, quote unquote, you don't have to be good. You don't necessarily have to, you don't have to be formally trained to, to do that. And I, I just I think people get intimidated that, well, I can't, I can't do this or I won't be able to do that. Well, you know, I have people that come into my studio and they look at the paintings on my wall and they say, oh, wow, how do you do this? And then inevitably they say, I can't even draw a straight line. And well, neither can I. I don't even attempt to draw a straight line. That's and, what a ruler is for. Yeah, that's what a ruler is for. Um, and then, but when you look at my paintings with the patterns, the overall effect is uh, that they're all very much perfect looking patterns. But if you get up close, you will see that there is no perfection at all. It's the overall effect that kind of blends and becomes this appearance of perfection. So. Just letting go and letting it happen is the most important thing to me for making my kind of art. Well, and I think that's where the therapy comes in, I think, is when you sort of either either you're working through something consciously. I always think about that when it, when it comes to, to journaling or writing something that you're going to get this off your chest. Or you, you just lose yourself in the moment, which is, I think, ultimately kind of the goal. I mean, it's the most refreshing thing resurface three hours later and go, where's the time going? And man, do I feel better? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. What was I, what was I worried about? So why true. am I not worried about it now? Yeah. And I just, you know, I, I think a lot of times, I mean, people, it, it just seems we're, we're in such a destructive phase as a, as a society. Mm -hmm. People want to tear everything down. They want to break things. Like it, it's just, and, and, and that's just, that's never really solved anything. And I think if you had more of an attitude, well, let's let's be a little creative here. I think it puts everything into a more positive light. It doesn't right. mean that there aren't issues that need that don't need to be addressed. But sure. at the same time, I think when people approach things more from a constructive rather than a destructive point of view, the world functions a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I was just thinking about. I mean, prior to COVID, God, it seems like a lifetime ago. But um, it, I used to really enjoy, and, and I hope to enjoy again in the future, having friends over 
and um, either all working on our own pieces at the same time or even collaborating together where we would, um, one of us would, you can do it in any way you want, but you know, one person would start this piece, another person would start another piece, and then you swap and kind of add to it. And uh, some people are a little bit unsuited for collaboration because of the idea that uh, once you let go of the control, that somebody else is going to mess up what you did. <laughs> so some people don't suit well, but if you're amongst friends and you're not, you know, uh, hung up about maintaining your control, it's a great way to spend time with friends. It's, you can do something constructive and fun and um, relax and, and you know, it's, it's better than sitting around and just watching a movie every time you get together or oh, absolutely. whatever. I, you know? I, I really, I mean, I love good cinema, but yeah, watching TV is sort of... It's like with you, you know, you, you play in a band, right? And playing by yourself is, is great. you got to practice, but the, the feeling that you get when you're playing with other people, collaborating absolutely. on sound, is just that much greater, you know? It's exponential. Yeah, and it, and it's it's funny. I've been I've been I've been exploring this concept that, that's not necessarily novel, but I, I think that, that people all have intrinsic rhythms. Like I think that if you if you set people down, if, if you if you just grab someone and said, sing a note, I don't care what it is, just sing a note, sing the, the first thing that comes to mind, they would probably gravitate towards a certain pitch. Mm-hmm. In, in general, like that's their 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 tonal center, and I think it's the same with rhythmicity, and and so music as as an expression can be either pitch or rhythm driven, and I think when you play music with people, I think what happens is these rhythms get synchronized, and that there's something that's fundamentally satisfying in doing that. I mean that, that we can all feel. Yeah. I mean it's it's whether you're singing in a choir, whether you're playing in a band. Yeah. You know, um, it's weaving all these things together. And, to, and it's to the same with a, art. It's it's yeah. it's just all of a sudden, you know, the whole becomes greater than the sum of the parts. Exactly. And and that's that's a really powerful place, both both I, I think creatively and, and therapeutically, that you, you you belong to something, that you've made something. Yeah, it's true. And and our society kind of needs a little more of that, I think, at the moment. I'm just, you know, I look to you guys and, and what ArtSpace has tried to do um, and has done for years. And, you know, we used to have art in school. We used to have art class, right? I mean, yeah. not for years and years and years, right? Wow. I mean, See, I don't have kids, so I don't even know that. That's terrible. It's it's. You got to go to a special school to get art classes. You know, those are the things that kind of get cut. That that the fine arts sort of take a back seat. And you know, I mean, exposure to the arts is so important. You know, I mean, it teaches you how to think creative, creatively, and and to kind of not get stuck in the what's this and this and this. And I, it's so frustrating. I mean, I think that if kids were allowed to have art, I mean, it's as important, probably more important than playground or recreation, you know, because then it gives you an option. It gives you a way to think outside of what people are expecting you to think. I, I told you earlier, I heard a, an interview on WRIR. I don't know if you can use your competitor's name, but, um, 
this woman who teaches a, an arts education program at a youth detention center said that the majority of her students have never had exposure to art training or even looking at art until she gives them a class while they're in detention. And the idea that, you know, maybe just a slight introduction to art could have helped these children to avoid this situation. I mean, it's yeah, so sad. I, I mean, it, it doesn't undo a lot of social and economic injustice and inequality, but certainly the realization that, you know what, I don't have to break something, I can make something. Exactly. And, and feel better about myself mm -hmm. is, is a great thing. And, and I think those programs do have, have proven value. I mean, I know more about art therapy from a health point of view. I mean, want to lower your blood pressure, want to improve your irritable bowel syndrome. I mean, there's evidence that all that stuff works. Yeah. And from my point of view as a physician, it's like, you know what, here's something you can do that promotes your, your physical and your mental well-being. Um, it's not a pill. Yeah. You know, that just, you know what, you don't need, you may not need the Lexapro. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, and, and that's, and, and also it brings people together. And I think that's, especially at this time, having folks spend a little more time constructively rather than destructively is a really important thing for us right now. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I really hope that very soon we'll be able to spend time with our friends and do things like that. Um, hopefully the vaccines will get out there, distributed, and I'm still waiting. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, well, I know. I, I, it'll, it'll, it'll happen. I think the whole vaccine story, talk about creativity, holy cow. Right. Going from an unidentified virus to a 90% a plus effective vaccine in under a year is an amazing. In another time would be, I mean. Wouldn't happen. It, it's just, yeah, it's mind boggling. Mm -hmm. It's mind boggling. And it, and, and it really hasn't gotten the attention that it deserves yeah. for, for the, the, the level of effort. I mean, it's it's fascinating about the process, but the same right? Thing. But it's the same thing. You need people that can think creatively. Right. Exactly. I mean, let's think about it. What what really made us kind of rise above cavemen? I mean, the evidence is there on the walls. We were starting to express ideas that were outside of ourselves. You know, this use of painting and who knows what else you know like amulets or whatever that predated um farming by thousands yeah. of years well and right and 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 musical instruments particularly you yeah. know drums yeah as, as as part of an early was was the dominant instrument in early societies yeah absolutely i mean it's it's what distinguishes humans i think from from the other animals and uh, the idea that we're suppressing that, not even exposing our kids to it, it's it's absurd. It's sad. It really is. And and it's it's in the long term, I think, damaging to society. Yeah. Hopefully that will change. I mean, you know, I society seems to be very you know pendulum oriented, you know, back and forth. It swings, right? So hopefully we'll swing back towards a more arts inclusive environment soon.
Well, and hopefully, yeah, in the meantime, we have to figure out a way to kind of get through all of this. And yeah. Hopefully things like places like art space and, and encouraging people to, to sit down and draw, sit down and write, mm -hmm. get the guitar out of the closet. Absolutely. Just and don't be afraid. Yeah. Just, it's you're doing it for you. Take your phone and, and take pictures. You know, if nothing else. I, I will tell absolutely the the camera on 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 a smartphone. It's amazing. You can get some really cool photographs. Right. Share them with your friends. That's what Instagram's for, right? <laughs> absolutely. I think right. Exactly. Social social media should be reserved for pictures of cats, nature, and and and. <laughs> And music. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I agree. It's it's you know, and that's that's probably a far better use than than, you know, the echo chamber that it becomes for all of us. Yeah. So my echo chamber is mainly cats. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt this, but did you see the lawyer that didn't realize he had a Zoom filter on and he was that was brilliant. He was appearing as a cat. I am not a cat. I am not a cat. <laughs> I'm not a cat. I was laughing so hard. We need we need more moments like oh that, my though, right? God, I, mean, I know. You can't script that. That's just perfect. It was. I, I watched. We 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 laughed so hard. I saw that. I'm not a cat. I'm not a cat. <laughs> I'm not a cat. <laughs> perfect. That's that's we gold. Need, we need more of that. Yeah. You need more of that. So Exactly. My cat came running in. I'm like, I know you're a cat, but he's not a cat. Not a poser. <laughs> he's a poser. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. So, hopefully you guys will, will get back up to speed. If folks need to get a hold of you, mm -hmm. like how or get a hold of ArtSpace, what's the best way to do that? Well, our website is still up and running. We're at ArtSpaceGallery.com. Dot .org that's all one word no spaces just dot .org and um you can find our phone number and email address on every page and at the bottom you can find links to our other social media we are on Instagram we're on Twitter we're on Facebook LinkedIn YouTube you name it you can find us there and uh if you look at the exhibitions tab right now um in the menu you can sign up for um our direct email if you're interested. So there's a, a general interest as well as a um, all artists for artists who are interested in calls for applications and stuff like that. So you know, check out the website. You, there's a history of exhibitions we've done in the past. Um, all kinds of videos available on YouTube and Facebook to enjoy. And uh, and then if folks were looking to say, look, I don't, I want to get started at doing this, but I don't know how, you can. Get them pointed in the right direction. Oh, absolutely! I get I get emails all the time. Um, we get emails at our our standard Gmail address, which is artspaceorg at gmail.com. People just looking for advice, and uh, we certainly want to point them in the right direction. A lot of people looking for studio space or advice for how to get started showing their work and that sort of thing. So we're always willing to field questions from out there, and uh, definitely want to encourage people to make art. I'm kind of thinking we could almost do one of these one of these little sort of drawing collaborative drawing efforts, but but like just kind of pass things from house to house. Oh yeah, <laughs> and that's kind just of adapt to the right. Times, right. Well, that's one of the um. That's more like a what do they call uh, the exquisite corpse? 
kind of idea. Doesn't have to be like exquisite corpses. You divide a piece of paper, yeah, and then you only have you only see one side, and then you turn it over and let the next person continue it. But yeah, so that's similar to a exquisite corpse. Um, but yeah, and uh, I, you know, in the past we've done um, this thing called art roulette, where we kind of get a list of artists and randomly assign them to teams, and then they. They do their collaboration, and they choose their method, right? The last time we did it, we actually involved high school students from the area. So it was like uh, one professional artist and then three students, and uh, that was a lot of fun. I actually, because you guys had a, a showing with some of that. Yeah. And there's some of that's in my house. Oh, cool. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah so hopefully we'll, we'll get to do one of those again. Um, but, yeah, it's... With the students not really being in school and the virtual, it's kind of hard to... It's a weird time. Yeah, but th things are going to change. And, um, I mean, if the 1918 uh, flu is any indicator, people are going to really be in the mood to get together again once this is under control. Oh, I think so. You know? I think so. And in the meantime, if you're home and struggling and grinding, don't be afraid to pick up a piece of paper or a pencil yeah. and draw or write or mm -hmm. make music or sing in the shower dance yeah. around the house there's value in all of it there's yeah don't be afraid to create uh, yeah. nobody's judging you except yourself and so just enjoy it absolutely yeah. well it was great talking with you thanks thanks well, so much for thank doing you this. so much michael it's been it's been great chatting with you and i really appreciate the opportunity to talk to your your audience as yeah, well yeah absolutely well that's another consults over coffee we'll be back next week thanks for joining us <laughs>